riverreporter.com. And from listener donations at wjffradio.org. Here's an invitation for you to join the party here at the Retro Cocktail Hour, where the swinging sounds of the Space Age Bachelor Pad come alive. Every week we serve up classic tiki tunes, private eye jazz, groovy bossa nova, and other incredibly strange music. I'm Daryl Brogdon. Join us for a hi-fi highball, the Retro Cocktail Hour. Wednesday night at 8. Every week on WJFF Radio Catskill. I'm Maria Hinojosa. This week on Latino USA, we premiere a new podcast series, USA versus Garcia Luna, from our own Futuro Investigates. A leader of the Sinaloa cartels testified that the cartel has paid millions of dollars in bribes to Garcia Luna himself in exchange in smuggling drugs into the United States. That's this week on Latino USA. Thursday afternoon at 2 on Radio Catskill. Welcome to the local edition news and information to keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jason Dolt. Coming up tonight, it is Wednesday night. We've got our usual Wednesday night team. The latest on jobs and the economy with James B. Huntington. It's Work Shift Live coming up in the second half of the program. Patricio Rabayo checked in with the National Weather Service. Ahead of the storm that is moving into our area, there is a winter storm warning in effect starting uh, tomorrow morning. We'll have details on that coming up. But first, it's the latest on news in our area, around our listening area. It's our weekly news roundup with the River Reporter, featuring award-winning reporter Liam Mayo of the River Reporter. Liam, thank you for joining us once again. Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me back. So um, to start us off, I know that you're following the the budget that that was uh, passed. Uh, We actually spoke to... Uh, Dan, who's communications director of Sullivan County? Uh, I think it, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting what day it is anymore. <laughs> I think that was on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it was just a couple of days ago. We talked to Dan, and he said that the budget was official. Any highlights? What can you tell us? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure y'all have talked about all of the big ticket items. Um, one of the smaller items that I've been sort of most interested in is the county set aside. Uh, $200,000 to implement the recommendations of a recently completed housing study. Uh, so Sullivan County has been looking to um, help with the issues of affordable housing in the area, and it completed a housing study earlier in the year to um, with a couple of suggestions, and it has set aside uh, $200,000 to implement some of those suggestions, including the hiring of a full-time housing coordinator. Um, That's not very much money in the context of a budget that I believe is um, well over $200 million, $267 million, apologies. Um, But 
um, it is significant that they are funding this effort and they uh, recommend in sort of the notes on the budget that the legislature identify a reoccurring source of funding to address the long-term needs of that housing study. It's not only a one-year commitment of this um, amount of money, it's also an acknowledgement that the county needs to keep putting aside money to tackle its housing crisis. All right, great. Well, thanks thanks for for that update and pointing those things out in there. Um, In other news... I know there's this case that we, we've mentioned uh, in Pennsylvania, um, and following, I think the last time we spoke, we were talking about uh, the, the most recent meeting, the Delaware Basin River Commission, um, and th- this is somewhat related, the case in Dimmick, Pennsylvania, against a fracking company, Katerra Energy, talking about methane pollution for the town's water supply. Uh, what What do you know about that? Yeah. So uh, this is over in Susquehanna County, so it's a little outside, I think, at least our paper's normal coverage area. But um, it, in the town of Dimmick in Susquehanna County, uh, there's been a longstanding uh, legal case with Corterra Energy, formerly known as Cabot Oil and Gas, um, for charges related to environmental crimes in that area. Uh, with the investigation revealing that the company's activities were associated um, with uh, methane pollution in the local water supply, that language coming from the Pennsylvania Attorney General's press release on the subject. So uh, the drilling that this company was doing in the area has reportedly caused pollution in the local water supply, and advocates were trying to get some kind of restitution for that um, from this legal case for the town of Dimmick. And um, the there have sort of been two pieces of news that have come up out about this. Uh, the first piece of news was from the court case itself, where uh, Corterra Energy pled no contest to charges related to environmental crimes and agreed to a restitution package that includes $16.29 million to construct a new public water supply in Susquehanna County to replace the wells that it had contaminated. So that was sort of the initial piece of news. And then a couple days later, I believe the Associated Press came out with a story um, sort of revealing that um, the Department of Environmental Protection lifted a moratorium on gas production in that same uh, village at the same time that this court case was resolving. So uh, Corterra Energy will have to pay this restitution and make uh, right by the pollution it has reportedly caused in Dimmick. But it is also going to get the chance to keep drilling in Dimmick. So Mm. um, whichever way you're kind of looking at this issue, the recent couple of days have been a mixed bag of news. Right. And that that was the question I wanted to know is, okay, there's restitution, but does it change anything about uh, the operation of this this company in the area? And and, uh, I guess you're saying it doesn't. Yeah, no, um, that's what appears to be the case. Um, And um, the AP story uh, cites uh, 
DEP spokesperson as saying that Cortera has committed to strict controls, monitoring, and evaluation, um, and the restricted conditions on drilling. So there's the, an idea that even though they will be allowed to drill again, in theory, um, they won't just be given free reign. But at the same time, it is kind of a weird uh, feeling to... Um, be paying restitution for causing pollution in allegedly and to then continue the activity that caused that pollution, even if it's yeah. under more stringent requirements. Wow. All right. Well, uh, thanks for pointing it out. I've been wondering what the, the, the fallout from that has been. So that's, that's all good to know. And, um, I, I guess talking about other uh, chemical spills, this one sounds like it might be a bit smaller, an oil spill in Sunrise Sunrise Terrace Mobile Home Park in Honesdale. Liam, what's this story about? Yeah, um, so there was, there was, as you said, a uh, heating oil spill at that mobile home park in Honesdale. According to the Department of Environmental Protection, over 200 gallons of home heating oil um, leaked from an above-ground holding tank on November 30. Um, and the, uh, the, a remediation company was trying to, um, prevent the oil from getting, going into other areas. Uh, wells were shut down to prevent further contamination of the general water supply. And a water truck has been brought in to, um, serve them while the wells are non-functional. So like like you said, it's on a lot of a smaller scale than yeah. uh, the stuff endemic, but um, it is a re- good reminder to like just check um, your personal like oil tanks and um, heating oil supplies to make sure it's there aren't leaking. Um, and uh, yeah, just the change you wish to see in the world, I guess. Yes, yes. And along the lines of home heating and, and other accidents, of course, we're also entering this season where, unfortunately, there are um, there's there's a lot of fire hazards around uh, home heating, especially in addition to also holidays, things like Christmas trees, things like that. But um, you know, people keeping their chimneys clean or their uh, wood stove. Uh, you know, uh, maintenance on their, their fuel oil system and furnace, things like that. And we will be, uh, talking to people about fire safety for the winter and the holidays coming up next week. Get more details on that as well. Liam, uh, new edition of the River Reporter comes out tomorrow. Uh, and what's in the news? Yeah. Um, we've got some additional. Uh, legislature coverage in the news. Um, we've got some very good stories on uh, Sullivan County Community College and uh, a fund from Wayne Memorial or the Wayne Memorial Health Foundation, um, as well as uh, good coverage of a uh, recent piece of legislation protecting those most susceptible to uh, CMV which is the leading viral cause of congenital birth defects. So, All right. It, On the newsstands yeah. tomorrow and uh, tomorrow, Liam, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a winter storm warning in effect uh, on both sides of the river in our listening area. 
going from uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow until 7 p.m. Friday. So um, I hope you uh, take care and the folks that you're speaking to and covering take care as well in the storm. Absolutely. And I hope you take care as well and everyone at the station. Absolutely. And we'll keep people informed. But thanks again for your help in doing that. Have a good night, Liam. Have a good night yourself. All right. Well, let's actually talk a little bit about that storm right now. Uh, this is a significant winter storm. It's coming to Sullivan County, Catskills, northeastern Pennsylvania. It's our listening area. And uh, the storm warning, it was a watch earlier. It's been upgraded to a warning. Seems that there's like much more focus now on what this actually will be. The storm warning starts tomorrow morning at 10, goes till Friday at 7 p.m., as I just said. And uh, according to National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Greenblatt, Sullivan County Catskills might see up to 12 inches of snow. Patricio Robayo spoke to him earlier this evening. Snow starts to move in by the late afternoon, uh, mid to late afternoon tomorrow on Thursday, uh, and then becomes uh, steadier and heavier at times uh, Thursday night into uh, through, through the day on Friday. Uh, you will have uh, the snow mixed with uh, rain, snow, and, and sleet uh, at times uh, late morning into the early afternoon uh, before it changes back over to snow on, on Friday. Uh, overall, uh, snow accumulations, you're looking at uh, generally about 8 to 12 inches. Of course, the higher amounts will be found in the, uh, in the Catskills uh, the higher elevations uh, and the lower amounts will be uh, at the lower elevations. Uh, this will be a kind of a heavier wet snow, uh, so there's definitely uh, power outages are a possibility, especially with a little bit of wind uh, as well. Folks who are listening to this right now, what should they do to prepare for this upcoming storm? Uh, so if you can stay off the roads, definitely do so. Uh, if you do have to travel, definitely take it slow uh, and, and, uh, and, and leave plenty of space between you and the car in front of you. Okay, and again, that was uh, National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Greenblatt speaking to Patricio Robayo. Now, other information that we have is uh, the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is asking motorists to be cautious if they are on the road, not just tomorrow, but even tonight as sleet and freezing rain is expected to happen overnight uh, tonight. Road crews, they say, will be working throughout the night to prepare for the upcoming storm, pre-treating roadways where necessary. So uh, any of these institutions out there getting the word out, we're keeping an eye on the weather and we will keep you connected to this information. We're also going to take a quick break right now, but we will be back. And when we're back, it is time for Work Shift Live. You're listening to The Local Edition, winner of two Excellence in Broadcasting Awards from the New York State Broadcasters Association. Radio Catskill. Listen local. To get the news right, you need solid facts and sound perspectives. And you also need support. It takes all of us. Give to this NPR station right now. Radio Catskill was here for you through it all this year. We'll continue our dedication to a more informed community, but we can't do it without your support. Make your tax-deductible year-end donation now at wjffradio.org before December 31st. Your support today leads to greater impact tomorrow. Join me, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg, for our next edition of Let's Talk Vets. December 7th was the 81st anniversary of the unprovoked attack on Pearl Harbor. We attended a very special ceremony at Wayne Memorial Hospital in Holmesdale, and we'll bring you those highlights. 
We also stopped by the Pike County Office of Veterans Affairs for an update from Director Josiah Schrader. That's Wednesday night, 7 p.m., right here on Radio Catskill. And that is coming up in just a matter of minutes. And then after that, at 8 o'clock, it's the Retro Cocktail Hour. But right now on Radio Catskill, right here on the local edition, on a Wednesday evening, this is when we talk about jobs and the economy around our listening area, around the country, around the world. For that, we turn to James B. Huntington for another edition of Work Shift Live. And I say, hello, James. Good evening, Jason. Good evening, listeners. Working Okay, James, I got to tell you, like, I'm here, I'm in the studio, and against station policy, I have a lighter right here. I heard that the per, the interest rates went up half a percentage point today. Should I light my hair on fire? Oh, do not. Do okay, not. good, I won't. That is very much expected, yes. It's been three quarters of a point for each of the previous four Fed meetings. They signaled pretty much, they telegraphed that it was going to be half a point today, and that's what it was. We now have a discount rate, federal or federal funds rate, rather, 4.25 to 4.5%. They say they still have work to do, so it's not going to come down to nothing. But then again, it's not going to be the three-quarters of a point. We've had a lot of improvement on inflation and it all seems appropriate. There's also been a lot of commentary about how they might wait at least a little bit to see the results of these things, which can take several months, instead of pushing for what they've established as the maximum. Okay, so it, it, it's all making sense to you. Yes, I, I hope it is making sense to the listeners also. It's been the market went down a little bit today, but it was not a huge day either way because this was really as it was supposed to be. Had it been 25 hundredths or 75 hundredths, there would have been more of a reaction, but we knew this was coming. Okay, and and the idea here, at least as I hear it in the news and, and hear, hear what you're saying, this is supposed to uh, ameliorate, uh, offset uh, inflation, is that right? Yes, make money more expensive to borrow and slow down people buying things, increasing interest rates on loans also, a bunch of effects which they hope will slow down demand for goods and services and therefore reduce inflation. Okay, and then uh, along the lines of inflation, then what's the what's the latest information that we have uh, on where we are with that? Yes, yesterday we had the announcement from above the consumer price index. Inflation over the past year has been seven point one percent. That's down point seven point seven previously. This is November's data we're looking at here that was substantially better now the the dow jones industrial average ate that up gaining 500 points yesterday because projections were 7.3 and it seems like inflation is slowing more we also have a few things going into this i mean it's as it's only about four percent once you take away energy 
and food, those are the volatile components of inflation, things that go up and down. It's You can't disregard them, but no, you have a core inflation rate, which was 3.9%, missing those two things, and that's get looking awfully close to what it was for the several years before the pandemic started. So it's quite favorable that inflation is going down. We have not had anything even close to a recession so far, and this brings up hopes that they will be able to raise interest rates further, a little further, maybe a total of 1% or 2% over the next several months without sticking us in any kind of recession situation. So that was really very good news that inflation came in as low as it was. It was over 9% on a year-over-year basis several months ago, but it's not there now, so it is cooling. Of course, when when inflation goes down, prices don't necessarily go down, though. That's one caveat. No, I mean, inflation is the rate of increase. Yes. Absolutely. It's like what they're saying here is that the average item that was a dollar a year ago, a year ago, November, is now a dollar seven, a little over a dollar seven. So it's still going up, but then again, inflation has always gone up, almost always in the history of this country. It's gone up something. Even when we talked about it being so low, it was still 2% a year, which still works out to things doubling in about 36 years. So we still have price increases. It's just that the increases are slower and it's more manageable. And with a lot of people, most people anyway, getting raises and such at work, they are having relatively good times or better times making ends meet or saving money or whatever their goals are. Absolutely. So uh, going from this national economic news, maybe let's turn to the local. Uh, I know we like to do regular checkups on where we are with jobs and unemployment in our area. Do you have uh, new information? Yes, we have more good news. This our unemployment rates unadjusted for October, the most recent month that just came out. We have Sullivan County coming in at 2.4% unemployment, which is down 0.5. Orange also 2.4 and down 0.5. Ulster County 2.2% unemployment, down 0.6%. We have Wayne County staying the same at 3.7%, Pike County at 4.5%, which is still down 0.3%. Nationally, the unadjusted unemployment rate for October was 3.4%. So we have, as low as that is, we have our three New York counties coming in much lower than that. So this is tremendously good news it's looking awfully microscopic unemployment so we have a lot of job openings out there still and when you get this low remember that you always have a couple of percent of people who are between jobs who have quit a job and are taking a break who count as unemployed or even got fired or whatever you have a great improvement here so realize enjoy that we that this is awfully close to meaning 
that anyone who wants a job of some sort can get one. And for those, does this mean anything at all for those who uh, are thinking of changing jobs, uh, making those types of decisions around their own personal employment? Do, Do these types of numbers affect those who are already working? Oh, yes. It's very favorable. You should feel much freer to quit your job if you're not happy with it, even without another one in hand. Now, of course, there are a lot of differences availability in different fields, and at different pay levels varies a lot. But in general, your your chance of being without a job, if you have one, and you decide you've had enough, is really very, very small right now. Then again, I will caution you that employers will tell you that it's easier to get a job from a job. So I can't advocate that as a general strategy, but if you've really, really had enough and you've just got to get out of there, that decision might not cost you anything at all. All right. And then um, staying local and talking about local jobs, uh, there's an employee recruitment event coming up. Yes, this is for held by Resorts World Catskills, our big casino. The event is going to be on December 16th. That's this Friday. It's going to be at the Sullivan County Career Center, 50 North Street, Monticello. That's one of the local government offices. It's 11 to 3 this Friday. So, there, the Resorts World people are naming lots and lots of career job openings. They're everything from casino hosts and night auditors to shift managers of gambling, if you have experience in that sort of thing, mechanics of various grades, and then a whole raft of jobs connected with food and beverage, everything from kitchen steward and hosts and just regular employees and cashiers, attendants. We have a a job for a sous chef. That's a second chef's position, quite suitable for someone who's been to the Culinary Institute or some stuff and wants a professional chef position. That's a sous chef is where you start. Also, cashiers, surveillance, purchasing clerks, many, many things. A variety of hours from normal business ones to any time around the clock. Of course, it's a 24-hour operation. They say they offer attractive paid time off, comprehensive benefits, health, dental, vision, employee discounts, and what looks here, if you like food, like to be able to eat. It sort of implies that anyone who works there can go to the buffet for free when they're working. <laughs> All right, and that's so that adds up. I mean, that that that's the kind of thing that means something. If you are really, if you really need to put food on the table, you right. can. That's one way you can eat, and it's generally pretty good at those casino buffets. So consider this: if this is the kind of company you want to work for. If, and you have anything close to this kind of experience or interest, they're hiring all over the place. 
All right. And just one caveat there, though, this this was scheduled for this Friday. It is scheduled for this Friday yes, uh, from 11 to 3. Friday, oh. 11 to 3. Right. It's at the Sullivan County Career Center, 50 North Street in Monticello. Okay. So 845-794-3340 is the number you can call for information. That's 845-794-3340. Yeah, and folks might want to call that number before heading out because there's a winter storm warning that's in effect going uh, from tomorrow morning at 10 until 7 p.m. on Friday. Uh, so yeah, that, so that it's might possible that it. will be affected, but yes, I, I certainly recommend that you call and make sure it's on <laughs> and get the new date if it's not. But it's they seem awfully earnest about this needing to fill a lot of positions here, so it will happen sooner or later. Yeah, and I see their hours when you go to their social media, their hours online say always open. So, uh, But yeah, I would call first. Well, James, believe it or not... That's that's all the time that we've got for tonight, but I want to thank you so much for taking the time to go over all of this with us. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, and I had you I had you potted down. I'll say it again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jason, and thank you, listeners. Working Okay, James B. Huntington will be back next week here on the local edition on Wednesday evening, so will Leah Mayo. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow evening, uh, rain or snow, and it looks like it's definitely going to snow. Again, winter storm warning in effect for our listening area. Both sides of the river going from seven uh, from 10 a.m. tomorrow until 7 p.m. on Friday. Coming up, we've got Let's Talk Vets. Just a quick note letting you know that, uh, that uh, you may have experienced some interruptions to broadcast. If you're listening to Radio Catskill on FM, we have uh, engineers that have been working on our transmitter, and they still have some final adjustments that they're trying to make. So uh, just giving you uh, that warning if you're having some difficulty picking us up on FM. Remember, we're available online. We're available on the app. Go to WJFF radio.org. It's WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello.